Brothers and sisters, a GoPro, play for the Dallas Cowboys and take care of my family, you know, put that comment, that check and make sure you never have to look back. But what I was able to do was look at God's plan. That Romans 8 and 28 ink is real. It says all things work together for good. Those who love the Lord, those are called according to his purpose. And for me, that plan and purpose was set in still way before me. And I, all I had to do was follow the script. What makes the journey worth it? The pain. The adversity, the opposition, the challenges, the uncertainty. Why do I have to go through this? What's the lesson in this? I got a paralyzed right arm and hand. The million dollar question I get every single day is you wouldn't change what happened to you, why? Serendipity, join us for insightful dialogues about not just successes, but about failures, opposition, adversities that shape and mold the individuals to who they are today. I'm Inky Johnson. This is Serendipity. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Serendipity with Inky Johnson. Uh, today's guest, man, is somebody who I consider to be a friend, you know, husband, father, a collegiate coach, somebody that's very special to me, uh, Trooper Taylor. I'm excited about the opportunity, and I, I appreciate you bringing me on. And like you said, man, it, it extends for me. That is definitely family. To hear the great Inky Johnson, man, I, I'd have taken a skateboard. <laughs> we could have did this in person for you, man. I would have got that done. <laughs> my guy. My guy, I appreciate you, Troop, man. Um, you know, just to kind of tap into, you know, what started serendipity, you know, because a lot of people, what I found out, a lot of people see people in certain positions in life, right? Like when we were student athletes and when you were at Tennessee at one point when I was there as a student athlete and you've made several stops in college football, but when we would look at people, sometimes the mistake that guys would make, they think where they meet somebody is where they've always been right? With goals, dreams, and aspirations. And we both know it's a journey and it's a process to that. And I feel as if as people, we waste so many experiences, right? If things don't show up in the form of which we expect it, if things don't come to us like we want, sometimes we just throw the experience away and we miss the lesson. And so I want to start off with just talking about serendipity moments, right? And are there serendipity moments in your life in particular, maybe one to kick us off that you think was vital or played an important role in your development? Oh, absolutely. And, and I think you're absolutely right. I think so many people uh, miss the process and the grind. Of, they see the final result. You know, mm. they, they, they see the car clean, but they don't see you taking it through the car wash. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You come out the other side, you should be better for it. You know, yes, sir. I know one of the things we used to always talk about is don't just go through it, grow through it. You know, yes, sir. And, uh, now I had one of those opportunities happen to me and I was, you know, a junior in college at, at Baylor University, you know, playing defensive back and uh, I went up to, to return a punt. And as I started to return that punt, I tried to make a guy miss and I tore my ACL. And uh, it was a real bad tear. I mean, I'm talking about the trainer ran out there and my knee was all toe up. And you know you're in trouble Eat when the trainer throws up. They've seen a lot of stuff, Ooh. you know what I mean? <laughs> so I knew there was some, some issues, but he was trying to be calm and keep me calm. And, you know, I, I never had any major injuries uh, in my career. You know, I won a state championship in high school. Mm. Did all those things, so I wasn't ready for that mentally. And um, But what I will tell you is this that setback really turned into a, a, a real positive fact for me because of this. When I was out and I couldn't participate, you know, uh, I was mentally down but and, and physically couldn't do it, but it made me really focus on the game and I paid attention to the details. I kept building relationships with everybody in the building, the head coach, and what ended up happening was I was able to come back, I could play my senior year, and I had already graduated, so when I finished that year, 
the head coach asked me what my plan was, and I told him I really wanted to just coach high school ball because I felt wow. like God had placed people in my life that weren't the same color, didn't have the same last name, but they treated me like family. Hmm. So as you know, I lost my father at a young age, and so I felt God put those men in my life to uh, bridge the gap. And so I, I knew that's what I wanted to do because it was amazing to me. People would get in trouble at the school. It could be two girls fighting, and they didn't get the principal. They got the head coach. And I, so my memories of him was, you know, trying to, you know, following his role and the difference he was making. So the head coach, Coach Grant Tab, asked me to stay on as a graduate assistant. And wow. because of the timing of my injury, Inc., it really worked out that I was able to GA at Baylor for one year. And then I got moved up to full time because, you know, Pat Washington, who was a coach at Tennessee as well, he left, took a job from Baylor, and then that afforded an opportunity for me. So I was actually coaching guys that I played with just a year or two ago before. Wow. And, uh, but at that time, man, I, you know, I didn't see that coming because my goals were to, you know, with 15 brothers and sisters, to go pro, play for the Dallas Cowboys and take mm -hmm. care of my family, you know, put that comment, that check, and make sure you never have to look back. But what mm -hmm. I was able to do was look at God's plan. That Romans 8 and 28, Inc., is real. It says, all things work together for good. Those who love the Lord, those are called according to his purpose. And for me, that plan and purpose was set in still way before me. And I, all I had to do was follow the script and stick to the script. And then on top of that, with the serendipity was my wife. My mm. wife ran track at Baylor. Guys that I was telling Inc. just, you know, I'm at practice that, you know, going through the rehab deal and I'm supposed to be paying attention to the back end. And I'm looking up in the stands at the track girl. So the coach <laughs> sent me through the top of the stand. He made me run to the top in front of all them girls. But at the end of the day, she, her and I introduced ourselves that way, and that's where I first saw her. And then we ended up getting married um, hmm. on the football field on the 50-yard line at Baylor Stadium. we got two beautiful wow. kids, and we've been married 28 years. She's a professor. But what God did was he knew I needed the right person to be able to coach and do the things that I have to do and recruit and be on the road. He, he already knew who was right for me, not who I wanted. That's who God wanted me to have, hmm. and he put it right there in front of me. But I had to go through it to get to it. There was no question about that. <laughs> But that definitely, and like I said, 28 years, and I'm married to Dr. Taylor now, and uh, mm. we got two beautiful kids, Blaze and Star, who you both know, and uh, at the end of the day, it was definitely a blessing. But what I thought was a setback, it, mm. it really wasn't. It was God's plan for me to make sure I walked through that and make sure I came out on the other side the right guy and prepare for the job and opportunity that I had. Man, true. That's, that's beautiful, man. Like, to find perspective in that. Like, an injury led to a coaching career, injury led to you meeting your wife, like a question I got for you, Troop, as I was listening to you, like, and I know you, man, the perspective you got, like about life is beautiful, how you pour into people, like the energy, like I used to love watching you with that energy yeah. on the field, man, I love it, right? But what Absolutely. would you tell the younger Trooper Taylor that started coaching at a young age? Because I, I'm sure the Trooper Taylor now that's coaching and molding young men, the younger Trooper Taylor in that process in his perspective, what would you tell him now? You know, I, I really would tell him two things. One, everybody that smiles in your face is not your friend. Mm. You, you have to be really wise about, and you hear your parents say that growing up, choose your friends wise. Make mm. sure that you surround yourself with good people. And then the other thing that I would tell him is about decision making. And, you know, mm. you can't make every decision based off money. It, it can't be based off chasing the next job. Because when I first started out, man, I was on the right path with doing it because my high school coach was my basically hero, and that's who I wanted to be, and I wanted to coach. And then I developed, you know, relationships and thought, you know, I'm going to help change young men's life. And somewhere in there, I got lost with 
because I came from a poor family, I'm going to, you know, just put everything on success based off the material things that we had, you know? And so I, I had to learn the lesson quick. And I would tell my young self is, you know, you can't put, let everybody else get the best of you and let your family get the rest of you. And, mm. and what I did, I missed my son and my daughter's games and birthdays. And my wife, Dr. Taylor, never missed a single game that they ever played in. Think about that. Wow. They played lots of sports. She never missed a single game that they ever played, both of them. Wow. And they both played Division One football and, and basketball on scholarship. And so she, she held that down for me. But my daughter was the one that brought it to my attention that, you know, that Blaze and I don't really care about the big house or the pool of that. What we miss is our dad. You know, it was mm. so bad that my wife would have me video reading books to them when they were little so she could play it back while I was on the road because wow. I was so caught up in being the very best and outworking you and, and I'm going to out recruit you and I'm going to do this and you know I, I lost again the path that God had put me on and, but let me tell you about God you can't mm -hmm. call ID hear me if he call you he won't send you a message you, you don't get to go oh that's God ain't <laughs> and he let, he, he let me know hearing it from my daughter you know, mm. my precious, my heart, you know, and, and she telling me the truth that that all that stuff was good. The nice clothes and the nice things, because I'm thinking, you know, I didn't have all that. So I want my kids to have better than me. Absolutely. But, but what I did is I lost track of the, the values that I was supposed to be using to, the, you know, the faith, family and the football. It, it mm. really became football and it became more money and football. And then family's OK because they don't need physical material things, but mm. they needed a dad. And I was lucky that God had put a, 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 a wife like every in my life that, you know, she's a doctor, she's a counselor. So anything they was going through, she was able to handle it. And then finally, I, I was able to figure that out. And so that's what I would tell just this decision making. And mm -hmm. man, again, don't let everybody get the best of you. Let your family get the rest of you. Make sure you put your do your part there because you don't get those days back. No matter how hard I try or try to go back, I don't get that time back. And that's strong, man. And I know your family, man. You got a beautiful family. And as you were speaking, Troop, all I could think about is you saying, like, God don't give you what you want. He gives you what you need. And so even though you wanted your wife, you know, she was still what you needed. And that mistake, I think, in terms of what you're speaking of, a lot of us that come from those situations to where we come from poverty, we come from households. Like I grew up two bedroom, 14 people, right? Like you want to make it so you could take care of your family, do for your family, want your kids to have it better than you had it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But like you said, getting to a point to where in the pursuit, we pick our head up every once in a while and evaluate the purpose, the mission, the goal, the principles and those things, man, and why we're chasing it. And that's very important. And so I'm glad you spoke to that because I'm sure it's somebody that needs to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know what we do is we see sight and vision two different ways. Hmm. So to me, sight is what you see with your eyes open. Vision hmm. is what you see with your eyes closed. Wow. And, and what I did was I forgot to get to the vision and was looking at sight. Look at the nice car. She's driving the Lexus. Look at the pool in the backyard. Look at the house. And, and I, I got off track. But like I said, he, he humbled me. He let my baby tell me the truth. And hmm. she didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. She told me the truth. And, it, and I'm telling you, I was sad. I, it was some tears shed that they just driving her to school to drop her off. And I hadn't done it in a long time, but it made a difference. And, and I think, like you're saying, we can still work hard and we can still do those things and want for our kids and all that. But at the same time, we're, we're giving them a message. We're, mm -hmm. we're setting an example for them. And I was setting the wrong examples about material things, you know, as opposed to the quality things in life, which is, you know, protecting your last name. 
values mm. that you have you, your christian walk all of those things and, and look i made some mistakes buddy trust me man but what i try to do is pay it forward to make sure that i don't make those same mistakes and i also try to make sure that any young man that i come in contact with he's a better person from the time i met him to the time he leaves and i can tell you this i remember your house i remember you on that floor i remember, <laughs> I remember your mom now i probably have to do some extra work with the lights yeah. up the car just to put it in man yes and sir Sitting there. I remember all of us sitting there watching your tape and saying, boy, because at the beginning, we was all looking at the package. He's yeah. kind of small, but yes. we couldn't <laughs> with the heart and your work ethic. But, but from the time you hit that campus to the time you left, brother, you sitting on G, waiting on O. So sure. I appreciate that, the way you attacked it, man. And there's a lot that people can gain from that. And again, those would be the things that I would, you know, tell a young Trooper Taylor. Mm, that's awesome, man. Troop, um, like when you coach What's the most fulfilling and rewarding part of it for you? You know, I think for me is I take stuff literal and I try to break things down. I'm a simple person, so I don't mm -hmm. try to constipate them in the brain or any of that. So I take the word coach. If you look at a coach, think about a stage coach that you got in a coach and it took you from one destination to the next to where mm -hmm. you wanted to go. And that's the way I approach it with young people. The most precious gift we got are our children. And I Absolutely. never take that for granted. So we don't have to have the same last name or be the same color to be family. You know, for me, I make those guys family. And I try to make sure the, the rewarding part for me is watching that kid mature and grow and, and go through some things and still be able to grow based off some influence that I had on. Every choice and decision I make is if his last name is Taylor. Matter mm -hmm. of fact, he's the first meeting I have with him. I call him the Taylor Bill of Rights. You have the right to be on time when time is involved. You have the right to treat people the way you'd like to be treated. You have the right to be the best player that you can be and work hard. And you have the right to change your position at any time. It is a pleasure to be in here. It is not guaranteed. And at the end of the day, if you'll follow those things, I really think they're going to be okay. So it is really satisfying for me to watch a player grow, go from one from where he started to the finished product when he leaves. And, and that part of it, I love winning. I love these rings and, the championships and all that, that is great, man. But I know this when I pick up that phone and able to call them or I tell them this, if you get married, I don't get an invitation to that wedding, I'm going to throw more than rice. I'm going to throw some rocks. You know what I'm saying? Because I want that relationship to last. And even like you and I, you yeah. see how quick when you ask me to do it. Absolutely. I, I almost thought about it because that's family, man. And at Absolutely. the end of the day, that's what it's about. And those relationships will last a long time. And so uh, yeah. that, that to me is the most rewarding. And, and trust me, at the beginning, I would have told you 10 years ago, money. At the end of the day, because that's what, you know, I had nice stuff. I was out of that. But I, it has grown so far from that because the relationships have lasted. No matter what was on that shirt, the relationships mattered at the end of the day. So that was, that's my most rewarding part is to see those guys be successful. But you know what, he, people mm -hmm. going to say success based off them playing in the league. Or play, I mean, you one of the richest guys that I know. Because I see that smile on your face. I yeah. know how much you love your family. And I know where you are with your Christian walk. You are richer than a whole bunch that I know that were first-round picks, mm. you know, that were three or four picks in the draft. And mm. your, your value as to what you value, obviously, and success, it can be measured a lot bigger than some of those guys that made it to the league. And at mm. the end of the day, that's what I, I look at, man. So that's what I'm proud of, 100%. Happy for those guys that made it, but I'm also happy for those guys that are good husbands, fathers, and guys that are, you know, just working day-to-day -day jobs and, and doing what's right because they represent us. And Absolutely. you know those things. You see what you coach. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You see what you coach. But by the yes, end of the day, you see what you coach. That honest guy don't lie, my friend. Mm. And so that's 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 what gives me my joy. Man, that's good, Troop. As I as I bring us to a close, man, like 
the reason I love like having dialogue with people like yourself and others is because a lot of times when people look at at you all in the positions that you all are in, it's like people don't think y'all are human sometimes. Like people don't right. think like y'all got children, y'all got spouses. Yeah. And so when things happen, a lot of times people don't look at y'all like human, right? And I want to share that human aspect and element of what y'all do, but I'll never forget. And, you know, I know you've been to a number of yeah. schools now, coached a lot of kids, but I'll never forget, man, after I got injured and you had me on the side of the building, you was talking to me, right? And you was just pouring into me, but I'll never forget you know, at the time when I got injured, I'm like, man, I don't know what's next. I don't know what's about to come. I don't know what I'm about to do. And you was talking to me and it was simple. Right. And all you kept saying to me was, ain't you going to be all right? Ain't you going to be good? Right. And so I want to take this question that I was feeling at the time and I want to pose it to you for you to just give some people some words as, as I take us out. What will you tell people, man, when they face adversity and opposition and uncertainty so they can't waste the experience. What are some words you'll give to them? You know, the thing that I would tell anybody is this. Your attitude about anything that you do is going to affect your altitude. Mm. If you go into it as woe is me and always stacked up on me, man, the way you attack the day or the or the setback will make all the difference in the world. You know, and, and my daughter, unfortunately, took after her dad and had her ACL tear as well. And wow. I told her behind the door I was crying like a baby but in front of her what I told her you know who's got the most invested in that knee you mm -hmm. do so if you think I'm gonna sit here and count your leg raises or sit here and make sure that you do your pumps and all that that's not gonna happen baby mm -hmm. you're gonna have to put the work in for that because what you put in is what you're gonna get out and at the end of the day, that's what matters. So, and your attitude about doing it. And I'm going to tell you this, man. I don't apologize for being a Christian. I mm. believe when you put God in it, nobody can be against it at the end of the day. Because mm. you're going to have that from a lot of people. But your attitude about how you're doing it, you're praying about a situation and really giving it to God. Because a lot of times we'll pray for something and then we'll make room for it. Eh? Mm. We'll do it just, yes, sir. We'll get it done because you keep trying to do it yourself instead of mm -hmm. trusting in God. And then I believe in extraordinary. If you cover that word extra up, you left with ordinary. Mm. Not a lot of people want to be ordinary. So the extra that you put in, if you just do what they ask you to do, then that's what you're going to get. If you do more and you put that extra in, so like I said, on, on your deal, if you write extraordinary on the on the wall and you cover the word extra, all you got left is ordinary. And so mm. I really try to get people to find things that will encourage you. And you may have to put that on your watch or put that on your mirror or put that on your phone because you know you're going to look at those things on a daily basis because we all need encouragement. We all need things that will motivate us. And a lot of times if we will take those simple things like that, you can overcome anything. And then who you surround yourself with, your loved ones, your family. The, the, I put my group every time meet before we leave the field, we get in a circle and, mm. and on one knee. And I tell them, we get in this circle because the circle has no beginning and no end. And everybody in this circle makes the circle what, what it is. So whether you're a walk-on or a five-star or a four-year starter, you're in the same spot in this circle as anybody else. Because you know, especially with COVID and the stuff that we got hit with, you never know when your opportunity is going to come. And you got to always be ready. You know I tell them, I'm sitting on G waiting on O. Go ahead. You got to be <laughs> yeah. ready to go. You got to be ready to go. Yes, and, sir. And that's what I mean about the attitude. If I came in there with a sour face and broke down, I mean, I, I'm not, you didn't give me my joy. You're not taking it. Either. I'm mm. going to provide that every day on a daily basis. So 
Anybody that's going through something, I am telling you, first of all, don't go through it, grow through it. Second, go with a great attitude and know this, what you are going through is going to be a testimony for somebody else. I can't tell you how many kids I've had to talk to about losing their dad at a young age. And at that time it happened to me, I had no idea that that would happen down the road, that I would be talking to people who I could relate to. You know, mm. so those kind of things matter to me. And I, I think if you take that attitude of knowing I'm going through this, but there's going to be somebody. When I tore my knee, I had no idea I'd be talking to my daughter. She didn't even exist. And then here it is. And but I was able to relate. And then I can't tell you the countless number of athletes that have had to go through that same thing. And I've been able to encourage them. And, and I think that's we're here to serve me. And if you get that part of it twisted, you're down by seven before you even get off the bus. So your yeah. attitude about it all. And, and that would be my encouraging thing to them. Whether you use a Bible verse, whether you use an extraordinary, find something that's going to get you right. Everybody's got that. Why? Absolutely. What is your why? What makes you do what you do when nobody would expect you to do it? That's what I, I try to focus on. Find out what your why is, and whatever that why is, once you invest in that, it'd be too hard to let it go. So uh, that that's the way I would approach it. My God, man. I greatly appreciate your troop. I appreciate your wisdom. I appreciate you imparting it on us, and I appreciate your time. Thank you. I greatly appreciate man. it.